0: AKA Patters. Let's go back in time to 1984. We do that a lot on this podcast. To Necessary Roughness. A style of comedy that is forgotten and no longer discussed and no longer made. We take that style. It's the Police Academy style. And we wrap it around football. Shoot it out of a cannon. And we get some results. Starring Sinbad. Yeah, Sinbad's in this movie. We have to discuss it. Are you ready? What? Speed. Down production, take one. Action! A.K.A. Patters, it's 1981, it's football, it's a cast of comedians, some of the greatest young comedians of the 90s, they're here in this movie. I'm talking to you about Necessary Roughness, a style of American comedy that is gone, that is antiquated, that no longer is relevant because it's just too complicated. We like comedies today to have one guy, maybe two, and all systems are go. The ensemble American comedy is dead. I call this the police academy formula. We're almost at the tail end too of that. <coughs> but but join me. Peter A. Deluca here, aka Pad the Film Buff. We're going to discuss Necessary Roughness, 1991, a movie due to HBO, due to a forgotten TV sitcom called First and Ten, and due to a forgotten Inside the NFL with Len Dawson gave my young mind an idea of what football was. And why it is the greatest American sport. Or the greatest sport of all time. First and 10 1984. Would be rerun on HBO. I I believe it was a um, original HBO show. First and 10 original HBO comedy. With another show called Dream On. First and 10 ran. From 1984 to 1991. So there were a couple years. Where I would just watch. First and 10, watched it a lot. OJ Simpson, Donald Gibb from Bloodsport, he's in it. And I would watch Necessary Roughness. And as time passed on, I would get everything mixed up. I would think OJ Simpson was in Necessary Roughness. I would think Scott Bakula was in First and 10, and it goes on and on. And then the analysis, the study—I uh, would even say the the regularity that NFL films would be featured on HBO—just really inspired me. But it wasn't until later; it wasn't maybe eight or nine years after this that I would be at a friend's house and I would see SportsCenter rolling on his TV, and it was just—it was just playing. And I'm like, "What? What's this?" And he's like, Oh, it's Sports Center. My my father watches it. We sit you know, me and my brother, my father, we all sit down and we watch it once once or twice a night. And it blew my mind that a family did that, that they cared about that, that uh they shared something that was alien to me <coughs> to me, and I wanted it but more or less like a a leech, like a vacuum. I wanted the knowledge. So at that point I made a decision to get more involved in sports and that doesn't mean playing sports. Uh, It did embed the seed in my mind to become a gym nut eventually. Uh, Believe it or not even at that point another maybe like 15 years would go by before I would uh, join the gym for the first time it takes a long road for these elements to come together and now you know with the, the NFL divisional playoffs wrapping up uh, RIP Bills RIP Philadelphia Eagles when i watch football it's such more it's such a targeted targeted experience i'm not just watching the plays i'm not watching the players, but I'm able to see it for its analysis, for its study, and then its impact culturally all at the same time. When I watch a football game, I'm not just looking at it, I'm not just staring, there is so much that runs through my mind per play, per moment, the week of excitement going into games, and all of it. It really stems to this movie for me. It stems to Necessary Roughness. And it stems to the absolutely brilliant cast that this movie has. And what this movie doesn't have is what I like to refer to as gravity. There's nothing to anchor and to pull or to center a lot of these storylines that have big emotional payoffs. We just really don't care or follow some of these threads. But we understand it when we watch it. And that's where the movie just falls right in the middle. But it is now a must watch. Even recently, a couple days ago, Sports Illustrated dumped almost its entire staff because they couldn't pay a license <coughs> licensing fee for the name. I think they owed uh, owed $3.2 million or something. They couldn't pay it, so they closed shop. Kathy Ireland is a female kicker in this movie. She's recruited to the team through soccer. She's a soccer player. They're like, we need a kicker. How about her? Kathy Ireland also, HBO Connection. HBO used to run these specials, the making of Sports Illustrated. Uh, You used to get one or two of them a year. Uh, They used to go into detail of the art direction why they chose a location every single sports illustrated swimsuit edition had a new exotic location and it was like an hour-long making of and so for a few years kathy ireland was the absolute center and they would go into a little bit of a uh, segment within the segment on the creation of the cover and how they snapped that picture for the cover So Kathy Ireland, too, just being intertwined with sports culture at the time. So she's in this. But then we have our comedians. Larry Miller, the Dean. Sinbad. Rob Schneider. Think about that. Larry Miller, Sinbad, Rob Schneider. These are three of the funniest people to ever walk the earth. We got Andy Laurer. He's been in a million things. Andrew Bazinski. We know him from Any Given Sunday. We know him from The Program. Robert Ruggia. One of our coaches. We know him from Scarface and Tropicana commercials. Hector Alonzo. He's been in a million movies. And we have our quarterback. I'm forgetting Fred Thompson. If you have ever seen... Men in Black, right? I believe Fred Thompson's in Men in Black. Right? U.S. Senator Fred Thompson. But then we have Scott Bakula, who is photographed like an effing hero in the beginning of this movie. You kind of want his farm lifestyle. But his story is one of the best like football or sports stories in any movie. He plays Paul Blake. And his journey in this movie is to come back and play football and to win. And it takes him the whole season and the whole movie to get one win. And that's the point. That's why we play. That's why you want to play. See, you want to play to compete. And this is something a lot of movies flirt with. Uh, It's easy to put the team on a championship run, it's easy to put the team against a crazy rival. And to maybe have the movie. Have them uh, upseat the rival one time. To have a moment. Uh, radio. Rudy. Uh, we want our guys to get onto the field. Just for one play. So there's like quick. Low hanging fruit emotional play. Um, payoffs. But Scott Bakula's arc in this. It's sophisticated. Because he just, he just needs to win one game. And he can't do it. And he needs to learn. To become a hero. And we have this highly dramatic story. Wrapped with a. Police Academy. Level ensemble cast. Where there's just zaniness. Some of the characters themselves. Have emotional payoffs. Jason Bateman has an emotional payoff. Sinbad's introduction is absolutely confusing. Because he's like a physics professor. That previously played football. With Scott Bakula. And just shows up and joins the team. But we also have. Robert Lugia, our, our head coaches, and Hector Alonso, uh, they're, they're men entering into a new world. Uh, this program is is echoed from real life. Uh, I forget the school, but the school was stripped of everything. This movie sums it up. Uh, and as far as I know, the, the opening of this movie is pretty close to what happened in real life. Uh, I forget what school it was. Uh, it's kind of meaningless but just imagine the college program uh, at, at its height gets completely stripped down to zero uh, with a focus on academics and that's where Larry Miller comes in he's our evil dean same character guys that we know from <laughs> Animal House same character is played by Jeremy Piven in Old School the evil dean character Works, But yeah, he's hawking. He wants to shut down the program. He's hawking grades. Anyone that doesn't have a passing grade uh, is denied football access. So the team dwindles. And, you know, we're introduced to the concept of two-way football here where teams play both offense and defense. (coughs) So it's it's interesting. And knowing that the team is playing... So a lot at the same time, Uh, people can compare Iron Man football or two way football as what was happening in Maverick, uh, for the beach scene. But as far as I understand, um, I think both teams have uh both sides of the ball have two balls, right? Like that's the difference between what Tom Cruise plays in Maverick. Both sides of the line both have a ball, so there's like two snaps. There's two quarterbacks. Everyone's playing offense and defense at the same time. That just seems chaotic. (laughs) Maybe I'm wrong. Correct me on that chat comment section, please. But no, this movie is just a ton of fun. It's interesting to take note that we don't make movies like this anymore. Uh, It's interesting to take note that we don't assemble comedians like we used to do. Uh, All of these guys, Larry Miller, Sinbad, Rob Schneider... L A comic scene at the time, putting in the work, getting roles here and there. Do we care about the box office? I, the, this movie made double, so it's not <coughs> it's not a complete tank, AKA Patters. And let let's let's just get into it. I'm trying to get into our our uh, article here, our wiki article. Yes, confession. Budget thirteen point five. I I agree with that budget. Looks like it. Music too, Bill Conti, big shout shout out there. Peter Stein or Stein cinematography. He deserves credit just uh, with some of the night shots and like I said, the way how he they, they shoot and photograph Scott Bakula when he's on the farm in the beginning of this movie. Perfection. Uh, budget thirteen point five, box office twenty six point three. The poster of this movie is a football wearing aviator sunglasses. With a cowboy hat, horns, grilled teeth, with a grill with a gold tooth, uh, punting out of the stadium. It's one of the all-time <laughs> football images I can I can imagine. I mean, it just reminds me of Madballs. If you guys remember that old uh, toy line, they had uh, a couple of footballs in, in in that toy line. But yeah, I mean, this movie though, uh, it really brings me back to a time where. Uh, HBO was the center of uh, building some of my football awareness and I'm thankful for it. I'm, I'm thankful for the people that programmed that because you really could uh, just engulf yourself and you can kind of go on this thread of Sports Illustrated, Kathy Ireland, Necessary Roughness, Necessary Roughness, First and Ten, Inside the NFL, and I used to absolutely love Inside the NFL and NFL Films, uh, all of that programming. Um, I know people hate him, but I don't know why, but I think Chris Collingsworth, uh, his contributions to the game, starting with Inside the NFL, it's meaningful. It's and I think it's endless, and I think he's contributed way more than people like to pretend that he has taken away. So with all of that, yes, and I do defend Collingsworth if he comes up at the bar. AKA Pat here, reminding all of you, stand up for your convictions. Find threads out there like I did with this. Uh, and and as time has went on, the more I re-experience this movie, I, the more I absolutely love it. I really do. This movie is just so, it's just fun. It's not serious, but then it is so serious at times. And I do—I still feel like Scott Bakula's arc in this movie is one of the best sports arcs of all time. A.K.A. Pat here. Thanks for hanging out. We got more football content as we march into the Super Bowl coming up. And yes, we're going to make strides to go to a day again. Because uh, we're kind of over a lot of humps. And one of them being my my, my health hump. But you guys heard me coughing during this this <laughs> this episode, rocking and rolling. I hope your team's still in it, guys. I love you. Let's okay, go. Okay, that's a wrap.